Okay, today my guest is Professor Grazia Santangelo. I'll keep my introduction short to maximize our time with her. In the next 30 minutes or so, we'll talk about Grazia is a person. Professor Santangelo is a thought leader and esteemed scholar, and finally is a mentor to many PhD students and junior faculty. For the sake of time, I'll skip many of her accomplishments and give you a very brief, uh, qu a quick snapshot. Professor Santangelo is a fellow of the European International Business Academy and elected member of the executive board of the AOM, International Management Division. Her research has been published in leading academic journals and has been recognized by a number of international awards. She is a reviewing editor of JEBS and a member of the editorial review board of AMR. She also served as an associate editor of Journal of International Management and Industry and Innovation. She is a, uh, she's the division program chair for AOM 2022. She served as chair of the research committee of the AOM IM division, representative at large of the global strategy interest group of the SMS, and as a former, was a former EIBA president. Thank you, Gracia, for joining us. Thank you. Uh, let's start uh, with your uh, background. What did you want to become when you were a child? Um, I wanted to be a journalist. I always been uh, like writing and I was fascinating uh, by the idea to research about things that are around me. I was interested in like uh, investigative journalism, so the kind of journalism where you search about a topic which can be you know, political corruption, corporate wrongdoing, for like a, a month, uh, and then you deliver a piece or a report. And so even if uh, vaguely, I have also always been interested in a research-oriented profession. Interesting. Where, where did you grow up? In Italy. Okay. And how did you choose academia later on? Um, it was during my master, which I did in the UK, all my postgraduate study, uh, have been done in the UK. And during my, while I was writing my master thesis, uh, I came across an um, article by John Dunning. And then I decided I wanted to do a PhD. And uh, I wanted to do a PhD at writing. So eventually I draft my PhD project proposal and I was accepted and started working with John Cantwell. And uh, from there, here I am. Perfect. Uh, something that uh, that is not on your CV that people might find interesting. I don't know whether uh, people might find interesting, but something that I like to do when uh, I have intense period of work is uh, to switch off my brain and uh, bake cakes. So be creative <laughs> with my hands instead of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, if you stop doing what you're doing, uh, what's the second best alternative career path for you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I am, I've never thought about stop doing what I'm doing because I'm really passionate about my work. But eventually I would like a work that involves creativity and problem solving. Also, I have a, an interest in uh, aesthetics. Uh, so with the appropriate training, maybe I would like to be an interior design. So like be creating with the space, uh, solving problem about space related issue and play around with colors and lighting and materials. Perfect. Uh, about uh, regrets, have you got any regrets? 
not many. Maybe as a child, I would have liked to travel more than I did, but I fully catch up in the, as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Um, I think, I mean, I don't know whether I fail or learn a lot. Uh, I invest an excessive amount of time to in studying piano. And then I find out that uh, about music, what I was interested in was not about performing, but was about listening. And so the lesson I learned was to be selective in my choice. Hmm. Um. What are you most passionate about? Uh, passionate, I, I like uh, cinema. I'm not an expert, but uh, I like watching a movie, of course, Italian movie, but also British movie, uh, new, old, I don't mind. But uh, if I have a spare time, cinema is something that I, I like. Uh, for you, what's the number one movie of, uh, of all time? Um, I'm not sure about all time, but uh, I like the Sorrentino movie, the one that got the Oscar. The photography, I think, is incredible. Hmm. Okay, uh, let, let's switch to research. And yep. uh, let, let's say you're stranded in a village. Uh, people, locals don't know anything about you. So how do you explain your research to people who don't read your work regularly? And why is this uh, important? Yeah, um, um, I think I can... Uh, um, identify three streams in my research. The first one is about uh, uh, research and development and international knowledge sourcing. So in this regard, what I research was how companies trust their knowledge within their boundary, where and why they source knowledge across border, what are the challenges in terms, for example, of knowledge leakages and exploitation, and uh, what the gain in terms of uh, uh, diversity and efficiency of knowledge creation. Within this stream, I also look at the role of institution in terms of international intellectual property rights, but also local judicial system. Uh, what role do they play in international knowledge sourcing? That is the first stream. On the second stream, I, I research on the internationalization process of firm and uh, I outlined there the non-linearity and discontinuity of the process based on evolutionary biology and uh, how also uh, the institutional context can alter the process. And final stream, which is the most recent one, uh, refer to how firm can handle ethical issues such as corruption, human rights issue, especially labor rights when they operate across borders. And now they can actually help to solve such issue. Uh, food security is another uh, problem, refugee crisis. So I think all these streams uh, are uh, relevant because they can help us to understand how to sustain the welfare and the well-being of society which companies, people working in companies are part of. Thank you. Uh, Gracia, uh, what do you think about the omitted areas of research or neglected uh, concepts in IB research that we need to think more of uh, going forward? Yeah, um, IB is a um, multi-level field. So I think at different levels that we can identify like uh, avenue and omitted, based on omitted variable. 
At the individual level, I think uh, uh, there is a lot of scope to uh, develop theoretical argument behind that gender control. I mean, gender is just a control when we talk about individual level research. In other fields, I'm thinking about economics or strategy. Uh, there have been theoretical argument why gender matters. And I think in IB, uh, there is scope to invest on this specific variable and all the theory that may, this may generate. And more, yes, at a more macro level, uh, I think political factor play a role, a critical role. We have seen this in more recent years. And international business scholar have research on this, but what I have in mind are political factors which are unusual uh, that have evolved over time, like, for example, the Chinese uh, vaccine diplomacy in Africa. So is there is still some policy, but are not the traditional political factor that we are used to uh, research about. Also legal uh, factor, not just related, for, for example, to intellectual property right, uh, but other issue connect, uh, connect, for example, to court and how the judicial system work. Uh, these, I think, are issues that uh, will help to revitalize research uh, on innovation activity across borders. And in between the individual and the macro, um, the macro level, there is the company. And I, I think something that uh, will be worth researching is reputation. Uh, reputation has been uh, discussed in international business in connection to CSR activity across border. Uh, but I think there is also scope to look at reputation in connection to uh, cross-border investment decision, for example, or reputation other than the one associated to responsible business. Again, reputation on how companies litigate in court, for example. I think all these are critical aspects that can influence firm decision in, uh, and competitiveness in a global world and a worse uh, attention. Uh, about uh, creativity in scholarship and uh, in a state of idle curiosity, what does your mind think of? Uh, how, how do you think? How, how do you come up with these uh, creative ideas? Um, I think creativity is about thinking out of the box uh, while maintaining a logical rigor uh, and being able to speak to peers in the field. So it's not an easy task. I require cross-disciplinary boundaries, um, which means also be curious uh, reading about what's happening in a sister field or in field that are very much related uh, to what we do. Uh, if a PhD student comes to you in a conference or in, in, in your institution asking for some advice on uh, a great dissertation topic and they are not really passionate about anything at the time, they are still searching, they are trying to figure out uh, what's going to be the next uh, big topic in IB in the next uh, five to ten years. Uh, what's a great dissertation topic? Um, I'm not sure what's going to be the, 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 the biggest idea. I see, however, some uh, uh, avenues that may be uh, promising in terms of uh, advancing the field. Again, uh, in connection to my interest in ethics across border, for example, I think there is a scope to uh, investigate how multinational can contribute to address, uh, to address uh, 
pressing, uh, pressing challenges and offer solutions to society. There have been a different calls in this direction, in the broad management field, but also in IB. Uh, also, I think that uh, the diversity uh, of the issues that are at stake and the multidisciplinary nature IB offers an opportunity to integrate theoretical perspective from other fields to refine and advance the international business research. Mm. So um, I think that will be my, my guess, like uh, try to advance uh, research uh, by um, identify how this research can be uh, useful to solve societal issues. Thank you. Now, from your window, what can you say about uh, evolution of the IB culture over time from where it was and where it is headed to? What can we say about uh, uh, evolution of the field? Um, I think that uh, the field has matured as, uh, uh, over time. And so as an IB scholar, we have been, become more stricter in terms of method that we use, both qualitative and quantitative. I also think that we have been uh, increasingly open to the development in other fields. I'm thinking about uh, what's happened in economic geography, um, global value chain, or uh, international relations. Uh, at the same time, as we're becoming more methodologically rigorous and more aware of what's happening outside, we have been creating our identity as international business scholar. So the bar to integrate idea, a theoretical perspective from other fields into our field, I think it has become higher. So if this, I think, how the evolution of IB could be painted. Okay. Uh, last question in the research segment is um, which IB questions are overly studied or maybe we won't get any more uh, new mileage out of uh, some of the topics. Well, what are some of the topics that we have yeah. covered enough? Um, I mean, as I was mentioning, the, the field has mature, and um, this means that uh, in connection to some topics that have been widely researched, there is less space for breakthrough uh, contribution, maybe researching on this topic and still yield a contribution, but will maybe probably will not be on a theoretical level. So, for example, we know a lot about the effect of FDI on domestic firm performance, very uh, topical uh, um, issue back in the 90s. Uh, I'm not ruling out the possibility that uh, researching in this, uh, uh, on this topic can yield a contribution, but probably it might be challenging to drastically change the solid and deep understanding of the phenomenon that we have. So when researching on this type of topic that had been widely addressed by the IB community, probably the, what we could have is more to, for example, a methodological contribution. Okay. Um, about uh, your PhD experience and uh, your advice to, to young scholars and junior faculty. Uh, what was the best advice you received when you were going through the program? Uh, the best advice I received that there is always scope for improvement and learning. There is no such a thing as a comfort zone. And uh, I, I think is a, a plus 
because we we have an incredible profession. We start a project with some skills, and by the time we end this project successfully and successfully, for sure we, are, we have learned something. And so we have a continuous opportunity for improvement and learning. Nothing is uh, perfect, and every, everything can be um, can be improved. Uh, you you were very active, or you are very active in academic of management, IM division, SMS, global strategy uh, area, uh, and you you see a lot of PhD students uh, and junior faculty. What are some of the common mistakes that you see across across the board that uh, young colleagues um, are subject to? Uh, things that they are doing that they shouldn't. Uh, what are some of the things that they shouldn't do? Okay, um, let's say that uh, there are some common mistakes that uh, uh, young, uh, probably uh, also I have made as a uh, when I was uh, um, more junior in my career, is uh, like the difficulty to move from an intuition to a well-defined research question, a research question that is appealing and that can be answered methodologically. I think that may be a mistake to avoid. A second mistake is embarking a research topic where the space for contribution has been saturated uh, because we have already a stock of knowledge on the topic and uh, therefore it's difficult to come up with something that is drastically novel. And uh, also something that is difficult, not just when uh, you are a junior scholar, is to be critical toward your own research, like step back and be objective. But that's very important to still um, keeping this objectivity about your own work, because by challenging your own work, you can improve it. But that's not, not always easy to do. Mm -hmm. uh, now let's just uh, formally, if you were to give advice to... Uh, young colleagues based on a couple of the things that you said are quite interesting about uh, having intuition but not really contributing or converting them to, to research or uh, failing to make contributions in a overly saturated area uh, and uh, everyone likes their own papers especially young, young scholars uh, they think they cannot be improved uh, further or, or let alone be edited, no one wants to edit their work. So uh, uh, three top uh, advice from you to young colleagues or even old colleagues. Um, what's the best uh, three ad advice that you can give? Uh, I mean, relate to, to this uh, common mistake yeah. will be like, uh, um, Intuition is very important in our work, but make sure that this intuition actually can be articulated in a research question that is first appealing, so there is a scope to do, to ask the question, and second, that uh, is actually can be uh, answered based on any type of evidence, so it can be qualitative or quantitative, because maybe sometimes there is the risk to uh, ask questions that we, uh, we cannot appropriately answer. Is that is where we are challenged by reviewer. Uh, so make sure that uh, your intuition does translate into a question that is uh, uh, meaningful and uh, uh, as actually an answer, or you can provide a reasonable answer. And uh, about uh, the, the second um, uh, point that I was making, 
uh, embark in a research topic where there is enough space for contribution is very important that uh, spending time in actually deciding whether to uh, to start the project, which is reading the, the literature uh, around the, the, the topic we want to research, exchange idea with uh, uh, other uh, more uh, senior faculty, but also um, participating in seminar, sharing your own thought about what would you like to do in order to make sure that actually there is a space for yet another paper on the topic. So knowing uh, the, the field where you are, uh, you want to walk is very important. Uh, be critical on your own research. I think it's something that you learn uh, over time. Uh, maybe you, you are more in love with the, uh, with the, the final uh, outcome when you are young, but as you grow up, you, are, you become more and more critical and uh, uh, it's less easy to satisfy yourself first. Uh, thank you. Uh, Grazia, well, what's the question that I should have asked you about, Evan? Um, I think maybe about time management. Okay, I, here we go. Uh, I think um, for me it's very important managing my time effectively because I don't want to miss out like family time and it's also important to have the time to recharge the battery so that I can go back to work with a fresh mind. So time is a scarce resource and I fully appreciate it. Do, do you work every day? Do, do you write every day? Uh, yes, I try to. Yeah. This was interesting. Thank you so much, Grazia. Um, um, I learned a lot. I'm sure the audience will agree with me. Thank you for your time. Thank you.